Hell yeah. Welcome to National Prayer Breakfast, everyone. My name is Aaron Scarborough, and I am joined here today uh, by uh, a fellow by the name of Jacob Jonas. Say hi, Jacob. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, Jacob is a uh, formerly a Denver comic, uh, but now he's sort of uh, off the grid. <laughs> he I, is anyone? I, I wonder if I'm, I'm like talking like there's an audience. Uh, <laughs> has anyone seen uh, uh, Into the Wild? Because that's that's the approach this man has taken, uh, and uh, you know we're here to support that. We're we're here to support his multi-level marketing scheme that yeah. he's he's working on. It's a mix of Into the Wild and then also uh, Mary Kay. Yeah, <laughs> Mary Kay. Yeah, <laughs> except for instead of a pink Cadillac, you get uh, a pink van. Yeah, exactly. A pink version of your van. Yeah, exactly. Um, Have you considered painting it pink? No, I have considered putting uh, some sort of like uh, like like painting company or mm-hmm. like just to make it like more uh, incognito. Yeah, a little bit less uh, Buffalo Billy. It is. It is very. It's a just a standard white van, um, which is pretty scary. Yeah, you kind of you kind of need to do something to it, like just to show, you know, that you're not a creep. Yeah, but I feel like if I. If I if I put a logo on it and then somebody sees through that, then that looks more like a creep. Where right. I'm like, oh no, I'm just a painting company, and then I yeah, fucking, you know, pull out. And I, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, until the technology exists to make you invisible, like <laughs> like the predator, uh, then I think you're kind of fucked in that department. But, Pretty much. But I I don't judge when I see a uh, when I see a, a young man driving around a van. I don't think that this guy's a danger to society. I assume the best of them. Yeah, you know? you're also I'm a like, comic. So. This is probably a, a nice fucking socialist who's <laughs> who's just driving around the countryside preaching the word of uh, Karl Marx <laughs> and W. E. B. Du Bois. <laughs> du Bois? I think it's Du Bois. No, is it Du Bois? I, I don't think that anyone knows. Yeah, I mean, he, it is a French name, right? Uh, it sounds pretty French. That is French, yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I am living in a van and uh, just traveling around the country, trying right. to get a, a pulse on the American sentiment of politics, uh-huh. and then also tell, make a fool of myself in bars at two in the morning in front of strangers. Yep. Uh, he, you did a little bit of that last night, but uh, not at two in the morning, of course, but <laughs> you, were, uh, you had a showcase. And I, I didn't see a set, but I heard it was lovely. Yeah, it was very fun. The uh, comedy club of Kansas City. There's uh, you know thirty people there, but they were about it. They were there, mm-hmm. and um, you know it was uh, it was fun. Ryan Tricky got me that gig, and sure, it was great. Yeah, Tricky's a good boy. He is a good boy. He's a certified good boy. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm. You might say that I'm in league with Ryan Tricky. <laughs> Our fates are tied. Yeah, uh, there's photo <laughs> photos of us together. Uh, what well, um. Oh, we do need to, you know, keep this structured, and by that I mean the only consistent thing we've been doing is uh, having a prayer at the beginning, uh, where I offer up a prayer, and it's, uh, you don't have to bow your head or close your eyes. Uh, I'll do that, but it will. Okay, I'm not going to, I'd just like to talk, but Mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Heavenly Father, thank you, um... Thank you for uh, making this podcast such a, a success. I I don't know what I did to deserve the 61 followers that we have. 
um, because I've only been, you know, trying to do this for like five or so years. Um, but I appreciate, I appreciate the 61 Spotify followers. Uh, and I, I know that you have a plan for, uh, for all of us. So, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that, you know, just short and sweet. I appreciate you up there, dude. You know, if you're real. That's great. No, that's 61 followers. That's a good fucking, that doesn't sound like much, but that's actually a pretty good Spotify following. Right. You see what I, the angle I took there, uh, was I'm going to pray, but I'm going to like kind of hint to him that I would like a little bit more help. (laughs) God, I'm eternally you can stop grateful. listening, by the way. Yeah, I'm eternally <laughs> grateful for all my followers that, uh, that and the more that are there. Again, to come. 61. Who, uh, you know, They're what? Great. What else could a podcaster want? 61, <laughs> 61 followers. That's more than 60. That's one more than 60. I could advertise, like, with, you know, a local lemonade stand, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You could sell lemonade and then also. Not even like not you don't get cash. You just like have a QR code, right? And then one follow for a lemonade, right? I don't know. So what I'm saying is the operation's going well. Uh, you, uh, you now you, Jenkum Jones on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you're up to twelve thousand. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's mostly because I I had two TikToks that really blew up, and then uh, a bunch of meme pages on Instagram kept recycling them uh, yeah and that's where i got a majority so you're a genius <laughs> Not, I, it was just like there's one instagram page called nugget that has like a couple million followers and uh-huh. it's just them and then like the, the thing with meme pages is that they're so strapped for like content that uh-huh. they just need to they post like eight or probably like 15 times a day and sure. so they just recycle material like every couple of months right and so that's where you know majority and then I have like people like thinking because I was like one of them was like a prank video, so they come and they're like they go to my page and they think that I'm like this crazy prankster social experiment guy, uh-huh. and then they're like, oh, he's fucking just a comic. He's just a comic. Yeah. We thought he was a movement. We thought <laughs> yeah. we thought we were here for the revolution <laughs> yeah, on his Instagram, and they're like, oh fuck. Oh fuck, he's just telling what is jokes. This, Seinfeld. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah, speaking of the he- Heavenly Father, I actually, uh, a week ago, I went to the Creation Museum and the Ark exhibit. Uh, I'm so jealous. Dude, it was great. I gotta go. It, See, you that, I think that was under construction when I was a kid, you know? And and us in, in, uh, in that part of uh, society, which is fundamentalist Christian right-wing fucking lunatics, mm-hmm. um, uh, that was the Mecca, you know? It really it, finally we but, have proof in a museum. <laughs> now we can shut all these fucking scientists up. Literally, game like, over. Checkmate. <laughs> we have a museum now. So it, it is. It is Boone County, Kentucky. They they're within forty five minutes of each other. Uh, the arc exi- the arc exhibit is fucking wild. I mean, because it's like it's a it's built to the spe- specifications of the Bible. It's like a five hundred and ten foot long boat. Made out. I don't think it's made out of gopher wood, but right. It's they had this info board that said everything fits in the museum, and uh, I could look it up. But it's literally they 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 outline all of the food and water that would that they would need, mm-hmm. and they say four hundred tons of food. And I did the math, and that's eight hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it fits. Yeah, uh, eight hundred thousand pounds of food, uh, <coughs> three hundred twenty-two thousand four hundred gallons of water. 
Um, and then Stegosauruses and Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Right. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's crazy. What a lovely topic for this podcast with it, you know, it being called National Prayer Breakfast. Right. Uh, you know, most of my guests don't bring me this sort of shit. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're a guest that's been on this show, be more like... Jacob. Yeah, go to the Try to be more like you. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob's doing stuff for me. What are you doing? Maddie. Maddie. I don't even know who that Tristan. is. Tristan. Tristan. What a bullshit Maddie. episode that was. Yeah, just start calling out people I don't even know. Yeah, I'm gonna dox people for having <laughs> for having bad episodes Maddie on my at show. This address. Look, if you wanna fuck around, you can do that at an open mic. When you come here and, like a PowerPoint. When you talk into the Yeti <laughs> yeah that's right this is recorded on a yeti blue bitch <laughs> what are you working with um but yeah that's that, my girlfriends oh this is your girlfriend everything's my girlfriend's this fucking shirt is my girlfriend <laughs> oh yeah this fucking shirt's my girlfriend the suicidal tendency yes shirt. Um, uh this uh cigarette this cigar this little cigar my girlfriend the we the what is it, delta eight Yes, the CBD. The CBD is your girlfriend's. Um, yeah, I know it's been a mystery. People are always like, what are they smoking on there? It's CBD. It's completely legal here in the it's state. Actually, yeah, it's vapor. Uh, <laughs> it's an analog vapor stick. Yeah. Technology, man. That's crazy. It's, it's insane that they... It's pretty gone, convincing. Yeah, they've gone that far. It's a hologram. Uh, what is? Are we on the sta- Kansas side or the Missouri side? We're right on the Missouri side okay. right now. Uh, did you, I guess you were over, you were over at Ryan's, which is closer to like state line or whatever. Yeah. The state line road. Right. Yeah. Isn't that a weird phenomenon? It really is. That is crazy. Cause I come yeah. from Colorado and it's like a huge state and Denver's right in the middle of it. So like being in between states all the time. Is... Dude, you know how many times I've been like smoking some CBD, uh, while driving down uh, state line and just like wondering how like because it's like cbd the type of cbd that i smoke is illegal on the left when right. i'm going down that road but it or it's legal on the left or decriminalized rather De- that's what i was about to ask but i think in uh in kansas they still like they hang you for having weed it is still very draconian i did hear that's that. a that's a one-way ticket to the gallows yeah they still have the gallows <clears throat> they do yeah wow um it's in kansas an interesting place so much uh progressive uh stuff sometimes right that while other times what the fuck yeah they still have the gallows i mean right is uh, abortion legal there um yeah yeah so they yeah that's in missouri I don't know. I just, I feel like those of us in Kansas City, Missouri, which is like kind of, it, it, like compared to the rest of the state, it's kind of lib central, you right, know, like right. I'm not saying like lefty central, I'm saying like lib central, right? like uh, suburban lib. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it still has the, it still has the gallows for smoking CBD. Yeah. Um, yeah, it still has a Newt Gingrich sort of approach, <laughs> right. where which that was the creator thing. of the gallows. Yes, in the '90s, Newt Gingrich. Uh, if you're not familiar, he's a very handsome uh, f- uh, former senator. I don't think he's he's not still at large, is he? I don't think so. I think he's in the shadows now. He's probably working on some sort of killing Lincoln 
uh, you know, f- f- uh, book franchise. Yeah. Or the Bill O'Reilly. The Bill. But you got to hand it to Bill O'Reilly. Everyone was just like, you know, so you're a rapist. And he was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen to the phone calls. <laughs> yes. Listen to what I was saying. But have you heard my thoughts about Lee Harvey Oswald? No, no. That's, well, that's, I'm being. Oh, you're being hit. Yeah. I, 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 I would do a episode about Lee Harvey Oswald right now, but I every episode so far has been <laughs> about Lee Harvey Oswald. Is it, what, does Bill O'Reilly have like opinions on the JFK stuff? Yeah. So Bill O'Reilly, ever since he uh, left Fox News, um, amicably, right? You know, of course, not uh, anything to do with the rape. No settlements. No settlements. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Stayed out of the courts. Uh, but yeah, so Bill O'Reilly r- writes these books, and it's a series like called Killing, I guess, like because one of them's called like Killing Lincoln, mm-hmm. and it's about the cir- circumstances around his assassination or whatever. Uh, and they come out around Christmas time, so you can get it for your boomer ass, uh, you know, right wing Tucker Carlson dad or whatever. Right, right. And they love it. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. crack to them. Oh yeah. But anyway, he's done that. He's done killing Oswald, I think, killing Kennedy. Like, uh, and I don't know if you know this about Bill O'Reilly, but the man's a journalist. I, I didn't. I just thought that he was kind of like he fancies head. himself a journalist. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Maybe he should listen to National Prayer Breakfast, and he could learn what real, <laughs> what real journalism looks like. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually went to uh, I went to the uh, the JFK museum in, uh, in in Dallas Texas in the yeah. book depository. Uh, very little security there, surprisingly. No metal yeah. detectors, nothing. I was like, didn't you guys learn your lesson? You yeah. Uh, but it was still very interesting. You got to see the X where you know he's assassinated and sure. You know, they they actually uh, there was the QAnon rally. Uh, did you ever see that? They went a couple of months yeah. ago. They went to the X and they thought yeah. that uh, JFK Jr. was going to come back. Yes, <laughs> that was that was a tough blow uh, for the the Q drop I, I, community. I I was I've always like wondered about that. Where it's like how many there was you know the a majority of the group was supposed to come at like whatever noon or whatever right. it was like the day that he was supposed to come back. But then it was like how many people like who was the last person to leave. You right. know, like who is the most diehard JFK Jr. Stan? Right. You know, uh, it. That is a good point. Where he's like, everyone else is leaving. He's like, you, you fake fuckers. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, that would be probably how it will go. I it'll probably go something similar whenever our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes back. Well. That's true. Um, which, as we know, he's coming back, and he's gonna be like. I'm going to finish the job I started, which is um, uh, being a servant to the state of Israel. Right, right. <clears throat> well, that's, you know. He'd go to, he he would be the new Avenger, and he would fly into the West Bank. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into what he would do, but judging by what Christians think now, um, I he, think he'd be that sort of character. Yeah, he would be on the right side, whatever side that you think that that side is. Yep. He would be on the correct side. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, God. It would be nice to, like, at least 
like survive uh, an assassination attempt. Have you ever thought about that? Like all the street cred that would fucking I mean, dude, when Reagan got shot, and yeah, he fucking he, he. I mean, his his clout went up. I least. believe uh, Hinckley, who is still at large, like, or he's out again or whatever. He's yeah. performing music. Is he? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Uh, but uh, I remember hearing something about the Hinckleys being good friends with the Bushes. Oh yeah, I have heard that before. Um, like they're an old oil-related like family. Yeah, fun people. Those, fun those oil people, good folks. Both Salt the bushes, the both the bushes and the Hinkleys are they're party animals. Right, and yeah, it, for the record, we are not we're not bringing up the bushes because we're not trying to insinuate. If there's one thing we are not trying to insinuate here, it's that. Uh, Poppy Bush, H.W., had anything to do with the death of JFK. No, no, not at all. I actually haven't even heard I think of that. it's normal. I think it's normal that he doesn't know what he was doing that day. <laughs> I think that's normal. Uh, I think it's normal that uh, the CIA had uh, an employee um, named George H.W. Bush at that time. Oh, really? I, don't... I think that that's normal, but, but he claims that he didn't start working for them until way later. Wow. I, I think that's normal. That is, that sounds normal. I didn't even know about that. I haven't... I think it's crazy to think otherwise. For the record, I think conspiracies are dangerous. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll go even further. I think to insinuate that just because the CIA was monitoring uh, um, Lee Harvey Oswald's mother's mail... Right. Um, and just because it was common practice for them to send guys exactly like Lee Harvey Oswald to the Soviet Union and defect, but right. not really do anything and just work as a spy, to suggest that that has any grounds in reality is absurd. And it's totally normal. It's absurd. I can see how every podcast goes back to the JFK assassination now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, this is. Look, you can't argue with the results. That's... I told you about the sixty-one. We're sixty-one strong on Spotify. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of but course. that doesn't count my fucking YouTube army. Oh, what's your YouTube army? Well, I have ninety-three subs. Whoa. Uh, but they're good. They're good boys. They like, are good boys. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that they're probably completely separate. So it's like you have sixty-one separate people and then ninety-three other people. So if you combine them. Like, there's no overlap. There's they're, no overlap. But separate. I want to, on each platform, be like, uh, 93 subs on YouTube, like in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna, should I just do that right now? You should, I mean, uh, the camera's in use. God, yeah. the things we do for our art. 93, 93 strong. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. I, I never, I got into... Uh, I got into the 9-11 conspiracies, not believing them, but researching them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of dropped it. I was like, oh, whatever. Well, some of it's conspiracy, and some of it's just kind of history. Yeah, well, it's depending. I mean, you know, if you're looking at a, a textbook in a high school classroom, you know, it was uh, it was Al-Qaeda that were completely right. funded by themselves. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Not by Reagan. Uh, right, right. <laughs> he didn't touch the stuff. No, he didn't touch the stuff <laughs> in the 80s when he was helping Russia in right. the Cold War. Not at all. Um, we had nothing. We never supported the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. <laughs> Mujahideen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the 80s when they were that fighting That never Russia. happened either. No. There's, let's talk about everything that never happened on this podcast. <laughs> that's that's what this show is. That's well, I mean, Hypothetically, if you were to say that there were uh, any involvement of the U.S. in its own destruction, of 9-11 which is not true at all but even right. if you don't believe that uh, you know, it was random dude it was random and also if you don't believe that there were like detonation charges in the whatever which is fine that I mean that's totally true right uh, you, you would hypothetically have to say that you know Reagan <laughs> did kind of give arms and money and, and uh, just general support to the Mujahideen in the 1980s hypothetically sure. which is not I mean you know if you were to entertain that thought right so it's not it, it's not. Uh, I think it's it's pretty far fetched though to say that. Uh, I to say that. Even I I would go as far as to say that like. Like the, take the Cuba situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that's just because socialism's bad. Yeah, they well, they've failed. Uh, you know. They've failed, aside from them creating three vaccines uh, or whatever on their own. Right. Um, and aside from them defying, uh, you know, an evil empire that has a stranglehold on them constantly and right. has a propaganda campaign to convince you and me that Cuba is um, hell on earth. Uh, and it's it's and more importantly that it's hell on earth because socialism's bad. Right, right. That's the problem. Yeah. Also, not to mention the the multiple coups that happened in South America uh, and Central America. Um, they didn't happen. They didn't happen. They didn't happen. Uh, also, you know, capitalism's great, and the banana republic never existed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's never corporations that you know killed people or overworked them or anything like that. Hey. If Banana Republic doesn't exist, then where did I get these pants? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't wear... That would ruin my uh, my whole vibe if I wore Banana Republic pants. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm a man of the people. I fucking... I wear uh, my girlfriend's Alkaline Trio shirt. You're a true proletarian. She has so many better, like, cooler clothes than me. It's fucking incredible. Dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's what I hypothetically got really into... Um, even when I was like in high school, I got really into uh, the Nicaraguan Contra situation during yeah. the Reagan uh, Reagan era. That's a good rabbit hole. It is a huge Very rabbit telling. hole. And it was because I was on, well, in high school, I was on like 90 milligrams of Adderall every day. Uh-huh. And so obviously, you know, you could say that I was paranoid and whatever. You can get to some truth on, the, on that <laughs> level of, of Adderall. Yeah, if you get past 60 milligrams, you start seeing the light. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, hypothetically, I got really into... Uh, uh, just the Nicaraguan Contra situation, uh, 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 you know Gary Webb. Gary he, Webb. He was he was like a journalist who worked for the I think Tucson Times or the Arizona Times or something like that. Um, but he he wrote an, a whole expose on um, the CIA and the crack situation in uh, you know in New York and California mm-hmm. and everything like that. Uh, Colin, uh, our our uh, which by the way, pour one out for Colin. Oh yeah. Uh, He's no longer with us, but Colin Powell, the good Republican, <laughs> um, you know, who also, he didn't burn down any villages or anything no. in Vietnam. He wasn't like a psycho. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, he, he that's another thing he wasn't really involved with. Mm-mm. Just the contra the Iron Contra affair. Iron Contra affair and the fucking Yeah, it was crazy. Sure. And it you know, it depends like some people think that the CIA just allowed uh, a lot of crack to go into the United States unrecognized. Uh, some people think that it was government planes that allowed them to to pass through security and whatnot. Um, but I I think it never happened at all. So I uh, I think you're right, and I think whatever the listener believes is right. Yeah. Whew. Glad that we got that out of the way. I'm glad that we hashed all of that out. <clears throat> so, um, that was exhausting. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think time will tell whether or not we were uh, right in committing to that bit for that long. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if we... Will history clear our name? I don't know. I mean, we could uh, either of us commit suicide in the next couple of days. So there's always that possibility. <laughs> we have no control over that. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, am, um, I am not suicidal. I just got to say that. Yeah. Legally. <laughs> legally. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't want to get sued for killing myself. <laughs> That'll put me in so much more debt. <laughs> yeah. Forty-two thousand more dollars oh. of debt. Yeah, that's. Uh, I th- I see a future where uh, basically, yeah, like humans, like you can, um, if you want, you can go on living, like in the sense that you still like uh, pay. <laughs> like your money just like you can keep paying your rent even, even if you're after dead. even if you're dead. like yeah that, um, that's like the final stage of capitalism like yeah. a negative right like past past death date right past right death debt. yeah i mean uh amazon will have like funeral services <laughs> you know like and it, it'll be like some sort of like robocop thing will like just come over and like pick you up and like bury you yeah they'll, they'll pick you up out of your amazon prime bed from your amazon prime uh-huh. barracks and then walk over to your amazon prime right right or if they figure out that you have, if you get like diagnosed with cancer, you have to work like two times as hard for the remainder of your life. Right. By the way, all this is going to be funded by the taxpayer. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a new law where it's no corporation tax or whatever. That's uh, that's the fun thing about the dystopian future, like t- the timeline that we've arrived at. Uh, in my mind, it's fun because it's like it's all the like the shitty. P- it's it's all the shitty parts from sci-fi, but none of the fun parts. No, right. no, you know, flying cars and shit like that really yet. But um, no flying cars for pe- people who work at Amazon, r- which is going to be the only job. Right, right. But yeah, we do have like people that are just like billionaires <laughs> off the backs of like working people. You know, like Elon Musk types. Right. And then uh, on top of that, you'll still have like dudes uh, who like like see it as their job they're like elon musk needs my defense right now yeah and they're like i'm gonna take a stand for fucking elon musk he's my billionaire buddy yeah like i've seen him on like he gets me in like 2063 uh, when it's like facebook twitter instagram all conglomerated into right one, one social media it's like dude what are you doing stop liking these people <laughs> they're evil they're fi- like that's that's the true thing like about all these conspiracies it's like no he is like lord sauron yeah like yeah uh fucking they're horrible people yeah elon musk they cause great damage oh yeah i mean even when uh elon even when there's like a a a tesla amazon 
uh, you know, uh, death court where people are just like, they're on trial for pissing for 30 seconds longer than they should have. <laughs> right. And then somebody's like, well, they should. And somebody's on Twitter and they're like, well, they shouldn't have done that, you know? Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh. Good lord. We, uh, you know, we haven't been doing this episode for very long, but we've already covered quite a bit of ground. We've it been is. all over the place. We've been to Dealey Plaza. Dealey Plaza. All the way to uh, when Lee Harvey Oswald went to Russia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, uh, don't ask my... Under I, normal circumstances. I have... Uh, came back with a Russian wife. I have two uncles that are... Uh, they are some of the most intelligent people that I know, and they're like very historically thing, uh, or historically oriented. And my dad would tell me that, like in the I think in the eighties or nineties, they got so into the JFK conspiracy <laughs> that, and this was before cell phones or whatever. They yeah. would, they would have my dad over to their apartment, and they would shut the blinds, and then they would like like look around, yeah. the car, and then they would start talking about it. These, I think some of those guys, like, they think that they're going to, like, crack the case or whatever, you <laughs> I, know? Really? I but, I mean, it, in their defense, people do figure out, like, crazy shit, uh, you know. Uh, That's to all the QAnon listeners out there. Is that yes. If you, if you keep going down the road, We have hole, a little crossover. Something. What's up, my... <laughs> yeah. What's up, my uh, QBs? I don't know. <laughs> Q-babies. <laughs> Q-babies. <laughs> we... You remember, like, during uh, the, like, the Trump campaign in 2016, um, there was a moment in time when Trump was like, and by the way, he said at a rally, he's like, by the way, uh, we are now accepting Bernie people to come over. Yeah, he was, like, trying to, like, because I think Bernie had just uh, lost the primary or whatever. Uh And, yeah, we're now because there were a lot of Bernie Bros or whatever, which I was one. Yeah, let's be honest, yeah, and I'm fine too. with that. Yeah, uh, but there were a lot of us that were so angry at Hillary. We were just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That mean, like, like you know, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good move. I mean, like you know, obviously fuck Trump ever, <clears throat> right? But he knows how to try to bring as many people in as he can, you right? Know? That if was, you that was, if you still fuck with the Clintons, just like dude, <laughs> fu- how? Who are they for? Yeah. Obviously, like people on the right side of like, and I mean like on the political spectrum, right wingers are like she's a fucking communist. Like right. you know they think that she's a communist or whatever. But then like who the fuck doesn't know? About like all of her bullshit, like like she's a true fucking Benghazi, like the thing she did when she was Secretary of State. Who doesn't know about Bill Clinton? Like right. Well, really, they're just they're true blooded capitalist politicians, right? I mean, that's what it is. But their their brand is so fucking strong that they're able to do a like they're on master class. Yeah, like the <laughs> who the fuck is doing that? Who's like? All people remember from the 90s about Clinton is the fucking blowjob. Like, right, right. I should have worn my uh, I'm with her shirt here. Right. <laughs> here's, a, here's a fun fact about uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, he publicly, like he made a big spectac- spectacle of going to see the execution of a de- developmentally disabled person I didn't know to that. appear uh, appeal to right wing 
voters. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that's an isolated incident, but just think about the caliber of person <laughs> that is willing to do that. It was like a big... like a It was public... a big spectacle. Yeah, it was because he... he needed to appear tough on crime. Yeah, yeah, during the 90s. And it was a controversial case or whatever because the man uh, was developmentally disabled and the right-wingers were like, fucking fry him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he had like a whole press team. He's like, yeah. can you check and this he, out? And like, he was just like, fuck it, I'm a worm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, these are not good people. Yeah. These are yeah. not, these are evil fucks. Yeah. They're horrible. I don't know. Uh, so I, yeah, from time to time, I'm like, who out there is still a Clinton guy? <laughs> are you a Clinton guy? You have the internet, right? Yeah. Come no. on. It is. It's crazy. And the fact that, you know, even in 2016 when we had, it was, it was either Trump or Clinton. It was just insane, <laughs> the fact that those were the choices. Right. And then Biden and Trump. And it's like, God damn. Right. I don't know. I have a bit about that that I've been scorned by, for like scorned for by some and uh-huh. praised for by some. What, the- uh, and uh, dude... Here's the thing, the telling thing. Sam Talent liked it a lot, which means the world to me because everyone worships Sam Talent, me included. Right, right, Like, right. he is, like, comedy. Uh, but then I've had, like, other friends of mine, supposedly, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> be like, dude, you have to stop doing that joke. Like, it fucking sucks or whatever. And I'm just like, well, who do I listen to? Yeah, you're like, what are you, a fed? Yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> who do you work for? <laughs> God damn. I'm talking into a Yeti right now, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Bitch. This is the fucking Yeti podcast. Yeah. Anywho, uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. I'm drinking cold brew this morning. Yeah, that's right. We're up grinding. Yeah. Uh, grind set mindset. Uh, it's 1130 in the, in the a.m., I've been up for two hours. I I've been up at eight. I've been up for fucking five hours. I know you hit me up at like I'm fucking a, seven. I'm a powerful person. Jesus, I was like, this guy, it's fucking unhealthy. You, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? I dude, thought that you just so now. I mean, I go to bed when I get home, but dude, I get up and it sucks because I'm just like, ah, there's two hours until fucking Liv's gonna get up or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what do I do? And uh, usually I go, like, I'll go get some cold brew and I'll listen to some some uh, Faith No More mm. and uh, I'll just get all psyched. What is Faith No I'll, More? You never listen to Faith No More? No. Dude, I, I mean, as soon as this ends, we are going to listen to some fucking Faith No More. Um, is it like a Christian band or something? Is it a Christian? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. You know that... Dude, this is the neck beard of an atheist. Come on. Look at my attire. Well, I fucking saw yeah. the cross right there. I was oh, like, oh, right. <laughs> well, I'm an atheist who loves irony and iconography. Let's be honest. Like, some of the greatest art in the world ever was religious propaganda. That is Did true. it ever get better than fucking, uh, you know, Raphael... No, no, I've, I've probably I've, not. I have seen it in person. I went to fucking um, whatever the fucking the, the I went to Rome. I went to the right. cathedral. I saw it's mind blowing, dude. Are you a Goya guy? 
No, oh, oh the, the artist. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Hey, hang on. Let me pull this up. You you'll recognize like at least one of his shit, but you'll enjoy this because you uh you're a Spain guy. Yeah, like you've yeah, been yeah. to Spain. Uh so Francisco Goya. Yeah, I've definitely heard the name, but I, I can't. Uh all right. Oh yeah, it was like very dark. Well, that's what he's known for because okay. So, Does he have the uh, the eating baby one? Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Saturn devouring. Yes. Um, yes. So, Francisco Goya. Let's uh, let's read it. Um, I'm just gonna go to Wikipedia. That's the type of podcast this is. We don't <laughs> fuck with no paywalls. Uh, all right. So Francisco uh, Goya was a Spanish Romantic painter and printmaker. He is considered the most important Spanish artist of the late 18th and early 19th centuries. His paintings, drawings, and engravings reflected contemporary historical upheavals and influenced important 19th and 20th century painters. Uh, Goya is often referred to as the last of the old masters and the first of the moderns. So... Just a little bit of background on this dude. Yeah. So um, he was in late in life. He was very, very mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's one of those guys. Have you noticed that all of these old geniuses, people are like, he probably had syphilis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, he's one of those guys. And uh, people are like, yeah, he was clearly a fucking nut. Right. Um, but I like guys like this because it makes me feel better mm-hmm. about myself. Uh so he, uh, you know, on the outside, he was this guy who worked for the Spanish crown or whatever. Like, he, he was a propagandist, basically, like, and a, whatever. Uh, but then he also was influenced, hang on, I don't want to say incorrect things here. So he had, you know, he had like the the oligarchs and shit that he would, and the church people that he would normally make art for. Right. Um, but at home... He he has this like series of twelve paintings that were uh, displayed around his house, and they're called the black paintings, uh-huh. and they are like the most wildly like loose, like just clearly painted by a mentally ill man. Can I? That was and one he of invented them? modern art, like that. He is considered the first modern for that, like he because of the liberties that he took, right? Uh, which is just fascinating. You want to look at some of his shit? Yeah, was was the uh, the devouring of Saturn one of them? Yep. Yeah. That was one of the black paintings. Um, this is another black painting. God, that's so dope. Isn't it? Look <laughs> it's at so like, cool. Dude, he like they the faces are so creepy and they're so unsettling. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, look up Francisco, Francisco fucking Goya, Goya right now. It's a good time. Uh this is, I don't even know if that one was a black painting, but that's another iconic image by by my boy. Yeah, he's he's fucking sick. Yeah, he's he's metal as Yeah, fuck. that is metal as <laughs> like, fuck. Uh, and the yeah. fact that he was like getting paid by the crown. And right, like, right. He's like, this is a real art. And right. He's just mentally ill and his whatever. Right. He also did like some political shit. Like he did one called The Sleep of Reason, I believe. Let's look that up. That'll make me feel good if I got that right. Sleep of Reason. Yes. Produces monsters. It's a print that he made. What a badass. Damn. 
What is that? It's like uh uh so I believe it's like a litho print, like or something. So uh are you familiar with printmaking techniques at all? Not really. So you know, the printing press, like, allowed for mass production of images, basically. Yeah. And people figured out how to engrave with, like, chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, just extremely intricate images that could be just, you know, ink on it and just mass produce it mm-hmm. or whatever. And he made a print called uh, The Sleep of Reason Produces Monsters. And I believe it was inspired by his, like, witnessing the horrors of the inquisition mm-hmm. um and i can't remember what that says in spanish or whatever but or if that is spanish that is, is it's spanish? uh el sueño the sueño's dream yeah produce oh monsters. so it just says that on yeah. the print yeah anyway uh super interesting fella yeah yeah that's, what, that's... what led us to goya I might have talked about Goya on the podcast, and I apologize if I'm repeating shit, but I'm a passionate guy when it comes to Goya. So maybe this will sink into your fucking thick skulls. Yeah, I have a picture. I don't. It's probably not the original, but I have a picture of the the um, the the sa- devouring of Saturn or whatever because I saw it in a museum. But yeah, I didn't know who he was. I was just like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, um, yeah I love dope. knowing about the actual guy. Uh, Rembrandt is also a guy who, like, when I see him or read about his personality, I'm like, oh, dude, I get that. Yeah. Uh, Like, he was terrible with money, and he, uh, which is something I relate to. (laughs) Uh, He was horrible with money, uh, and he, like, he had an extremely successful career and then a fall from grace where he was just considered irrelevant. Uh-huh. Um, although, in retrospect, the work that he made while he was irrelevant is his best work. Oh, he just doubled down. He wasn't doing what everyone else was doing. Right. I think it—I don't want to get into that. Uh, anyway, so he got to a point where he was so fucking broke, and then he finally got this big commission, uh, and it was to depict— um, the conspiracy of Claudius Civellus, I believe, is what the piece is called. And uh, he, uh, long story short, he painted it. Uh, and it's like we only have like sketches of the whole thing because most of it is not accounted for. Uh, but it's considered like his masterpiece based on what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the church i believe who commissioned it uh they were like we don't want this like we're we're not paying for this basically Mm -hmm. uh and he in an attempt to make money he cut it into several different pieces it was Mm -hmm. like a you know really intricate painting so he he cut it into different sections um, which I've done shit like that where I've destroyed really good art of my own right. on accident uh, because I was desperate for money or whatever. Uh, but yeah, he, that was the type of person he was. He was a genius, but um, totally inept as, yeah. at, at taking care of himself. Interesting. Which I think is cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's really It makes me feel, yeah, it makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good at taking care of myself either, and I know that's important. But uh, you're like Rembrandt. Like I am. I guess you're getting the point. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you. Don't the more take a the more you say it, I guess 
your words, I am kind of like Rembrandt. You're, you're taking inspiration from I'm Rembrandt. really a Rembrandt type of guy. That is cool. Cut, I wish, dude. Cutting Fuck. cutting your pieces into, it's like cutting your art into a bunch of pieces. That's like the first NFT that was ever made. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to fucking board apes that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I could sell one painting or I could sell four <laughs> paintings. Yeah. He's like, you uh, get a piece of this. Yeah. Rembrandt. What do you think about conspiracy? What do you think about uh, NFTs? Oh fuck! Look at this shit. Uh, hang on. Uh, NFTs, like there. I mean, it's just a scam, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a it was a clear just like cash grab for. I don't know, like just greedy fucks basically who fucked a lot of people over. It's like a Ponzi, like yeah, right. Yeah. As far as I understand it, you should. There's a anybody listening really sixty one people. Um, mm-hmm. There's a really good video uh, from Folding Ideas. It's like a two hour long video, but it's about NFTs and blockchain and whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's like a very harsh critical take on it, and it, it goes super in depth. Right. That's he cut that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is just one piece. Oh shit. Of the puzzle, like, uh, but I believe they have sketches or something of the rest of it, like, or speculations of what it would look like. But yeah, that's just a piece of the fucking painting. And yeah, I I mean, if you look at that, it's just like, um, unbelievably like masterfully done. Right. Uh masterfully in the sense like he does he's done like you know a rembrandt looks more real than a photo if you've ever seen one in person Uh um it's it it will haunt you like it's just like fuck there's a fucking person right there like it looks so real and he had no hard edges like on really like his regular work wow but on this like it's it looks like to me like he did, he he's it. He was just he was stylizing the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. Or this is just such a small piece of the puzzle. Like if we zoomed out, like maybe, maybe that detail's not there because it, it was such a small part of the painting. You know, right, right. Like it's just unbelievable. Look that up, uh, folks. Rembrandt's the uh, conspiracy of Claudius. Civilis. Uh, and yeah, it should come up. I, I don't know if I said that right. But. The conspiracy. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Just type in Rembrandt, the conspiracy. Uh, it's it, it's unbelievable. Wait, so that's a good, is that a historical event that happened? Like the con- uh, yeah. I, okay. So that's a good question. I believe it was, it was some sort of historical moment that was like a, a propaganda sort of um, tale. Wow. Or, or maybe. Um, let's see here. Also, I hope you guys know that I uh, when I throw around the term propaganda a lot, but uh, I don't think all propaganda is bad. You know? Yeah. I fancy myself a pretty good propagandist. Yeah, propaganda is just the idea of mass-producing ideology. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conspiracy of now uh, obviously Rembrandt was a Dutch painter yeah I see that 
1661 to 1662 it took him. Yeah. Wow. Um, hmm. So, let's get some background on the conspiracy of Claudius Civilis. Uh, it's an oil painting by the Dutch painter Rembrandt, uh, which was originally the largest he ever painted, at about 5 by 5 meters in the shape of a lunette. Uh that's massive, five yeah, by five meters. That is a huge ass fucking painting. The painting was commissioned by the Amsterdam City Council. Uh, so I was wrong. I thought it was a church uh, for the town hall. Uh, after the work had been in a, in place briefly, it was returned to Rembrandt, who may have never been paid. Wow. Uh, Rembrandt drastically cut down the painting to a quarter of the original size to be sold uh it is the last secular history painting he finished wow uh the painting is on exhibit at uh national museum in stockholm sweden Mm. uh so yeah let's get some fucking intel on what uh what the depiction was the painting follows uh, Tacitus, uh, Tacitus's histories uh, in depicting an episode from the Batavian Reve- Rebellion, uh, 69 to 70 AD, led by the one-eyed chieftain Claudius Civilis, uh, actually called Gaius Julius Civilis by Tacitus, uh, though but once Claudius Civilis has since become entrenched in art history in which he collected uh, at one of the sacred groves ostensibly for a banquet the chiefs of the nation and the boldest spirits of the lower class uh, convinced them to join his rebellion and then bound the whole assembly with barbarous rites and strange forms of oaths. Interesting. Okay. Um, Civilis, uh, Tacitus writes, was unusually intelligent for a naive, uh, or sorry, for a native, god damn it, (laughs) uh, uh, was unusually intelligent for a native, that sounds racist (laughs) as fuck, (laughs) and this is like, you know, whenever he was alive, so. Right, it was fine back then. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually progressive. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was fine, dude. He was like, he was pro-healthcare. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And passed himself off uh, as a second Sertorius or Hannibal, whose facial disfigurement he shared. That is to say, the loss of one eye. He feigned friendship with Emperor uh, Vespasian uh, in order to regain his freedom. When he returned to his tribal grounds in the marshes of Batui, uh, is that how you say that? Bedouin? Yeah. Uh, he organized the result he had long been planning. Okay. So, wow. yeah, we got uh, we got some interesting shit going on in that painting in an interesting context. I want to see this one-eyed man. Because, like... Is he the one with the crown? Yep, I think so. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. What a... Br- and these people, like, some of them look like fucking zombies, you know? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it doesn't it, look like she has Is that eye. a... That's, I think that's supposed to be a black person. <laughs> uh, a white person doing blackface? Maybe. <laughs> Again, 
This was yeah. They look haunting. The, very haunting. The two look people, at that. Two people on the fucking right. Fucking disfigurement. Ugh, I love that shit. Wow. Um. Also, you know, people were like looked at this and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" Shit? Yeah, it was in the town you know? hall. And we like, look at it now and we're like, "No, you guys were wrong." <laughs> My boy Rembrandt was right. The same way with Van Gogh. Like, I know it's a typical like thing. I've spent a lot of my life resenting Van Gogh because people are always uh, looking at me and they don't say like, hey, you're as good as Van Gogh. They're just like, hey, you look like Van Gogh and you're a fucking painter. Ha 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 And so I've always just been like, Van Gogh, what a, you know, who the fuck couldn't do that? But uh, looking now, I get it. He was a genius. Mm-hmm. And m- more importantly, he... Uh, he was a poor person, you know. He uh, he was from humble means, uh, you know. He was a failed priest, basically. He wanted to be a clergyman, mm-hmm. uh, and then he um, got into painting. And uh, he, no one fucked with him. He sold one piece his whole life. Yeah, no that's, one fucked. That's with the him. one thing that I have heard is that he was not successful at all. Not. At all. Yeah. He was just, he was mentally ill. He was fucking on absinthe all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he, yeah, he made art that has influenced, like, everyone in the world. No, he has fucking, like, museums and, like, VR exhibits and shit. Mm, Yeah, he's a movement. Uh, He he is a movement. Like, he he was uh, fucking post-impressionism. Yeah. Uh, but, but he was an island, like, you know? I, he knew some painters and shit uh, and some influential people, kind of. But he was just, like, he was a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's like, wait till I fucking die. Yeah. And then... Yeah, wait till I die, bitch. Then you'll... <laughs> then, you'll and, then you'll put some respect on But it's a testament, name. like, you know, it's a testament to whatever you're doing. Like, if you have passion about it, you're willing to suffer for it. Like... Yeah. Uh, in my mind, I don't know. I'm willing to suffer for it. No, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, every. What comic, about you, Mister Living in a Van? That's you willing I'm, to suffer for it. Literally, a bit? that's exactly what I'm doing. What the fuck? What the fuck else are we going to do, though? Like, we don't. I, I don't get. I don't. I can't just survive getting into Ted Lasso. No. And no. shit. I can't. I can't re-enter society now. You know, <laughs> you're, you're too far gone. You're I have years to. Out. Yes, I have to come back now. As like the guy, the weird guy from high school that comes back and he's like, fuck all you bitches, you know, <laughs> like, uh, that's my only move. Because if I don't, this, uh, this whole thing has been pretty fucking sad. Oh my God. If you, if you go back and you fucking, you know, get a job at a Best Buy or whatever, Dude, that would be, yeah, that would be the end of my life. That would... <laughs> I would, I would rather be, yeah, I would rather be in a debtor's prison, uh, or a pr- prison prison. Uh, then just be like, hey, look at this TV on this refrigerator. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm not the type of person who gets off on fucking ice cream. You know, <laughs> I like ice cream from time to time, but like, I don't. I don't need the artisanal shit right now. You know. Right. Like I, I can survive on uh, Blue Bell. Um, <laughs> Blue Bell's uh, got an amazing product called uh, Cookie Two Step, oh, which nice. is essentially uh, Oreos and cookie dough. Uh, and I don't know how no one else has thought of this, uh, and <laughs> maybe they have, but but it's uh, and they're not. You know what I appreciate about the Blue Bell Corporation? What they're not stingy 
with the fucking goodies. Like, yeah. that's what we're there for. That's true. Like, sure. Like, we like the vanilla ice cream. Uh, but that's not why I'm there. Right, exactly. It's like the it's like a trail mix. Like I want there. cookies. Yeah, you're there for the M&Ms. You're there yeah. for the goodies. Yeah. I want cookies. And I want, because I'm an empty person. Like, at the end of the day... <laughs> I'm an empty person, but I like ice cream because I, I know I started by saying I like I don't need the artisanal ice cream, and now I'm going on to like how I'm dependent on ice cream. Yeah, yeah. But that's how I feel. Like I'm like, no, like life is so hard that um, I deserve ice cream. Right, but you have like the blue collar, like bluebell, bluebell, blue blue collar bluebell. I'm sorry, I don't get it at the city market or wherever I should. I get it uh, at CVS, uh, CVS, which, <laughs> which is bullshit. Like, and, but for whatever reason, it's like the only product in a CVS that they don't overly like fucking fuck you on. Yeah. You know? And also, to be fair, I haven't been in there in a while, and inflation has affected fucking everything under the sun. So maybe, I don't know. You gotta check it. I mean, it is a pharmacy, and it is like medicinal uh, right. ice cream for you. Um, Dude, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think suffering for your art is, uh, it, I mean, it's it's integral. You can't you can't make good art unless you're really in it and yeah. suffering. People can sniff out if you're phony. That's not to say you can't be phony and have like a great career because I've certainly seen that happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I I don't want to do that. And also, fuck money. I don't like I I want to be um, able to pay my bills and shit. But I don't. Yeah, and I don't mean to be all self righteous about it. But I don't really want money. Here, I'm like the you know in the Joker when he's like I am a man of simple taste or whatever and he's like it's not the Joker it's a uh, Dark Knight yeah he's like I like gunpowder or whatever yeah. that's how I feel I'm yeah like, yeah I just I'm a man of simple taste I like gunpowder and fucking uh, I don't like gunpowder by the way that would freak me out uh, <laughs> just gunpowder not right. even not even the bullets Olivia has a gun but I don't think uh, I don't think it's here what kind of gun is it. This is some kind of handgun. Oh, nice. I'm, you know, listen, I, uh, I left the spectrum, but I do like guns. I think yeah. they're kind of cool. Well, I, well, I'm a huge proponent of putting guns. Uh, I'm so much of a gun nut that I would like to put guns in the hands of every um, Islamic person in uh-huh. the United States. I think that they should all get a free gun. Free gun. And uh, uh, every black person yeah uh every mexican right actually yeah let's give everyone a gun yeah well that's what that's what we should do that's at this point that's that's the only thing we haven't tried that's what republicans love but actually changing legislation yeah exactly but i mean the only time that gun uh the nra has actually come out in in favor of more gun control is when the black panthers took took the capitol building with guns well yeah and you know the black panthers you probably i don't know what your if you're listening what your opinion is but it's a good time uh, in life, I think wherever you're at, to f- figure out that Black Panthers were persecuted uh, by the the feds, yeah, um, and they probably or, or the, what I've found from looking shit up about them is I had the wrong idea about them, and I was like, why do I think that? Why was I led to believe that they were like a you know a fucking terrorist group? Yeah. Why? 
Well, you know, it's funny. It's like in, in school, it's like you you get when it, when it, when they're going over the civil rights uh, era, you have yeah. it's like you have the good civil rights and then you have the bad civil rights. Mm-hmm. It's like you have MLK and then uh, Malcolm yeah. X. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. X is is taught as the devil compared right. to because MLK is the type of figure that. Uh, uh, libertarians are comfortable like right-wing libertarians which I've had people I sometimes I say right-wing libertarians and people are like they're all fucking right and I was just like you're ignorant right, right look right, it up right. no no yeah. shut up like Noam Chomsky Noam fucking Chomsky right. left libertarianism it's a thing look it's it li- up it's on the political Stop. compass yeah I, and I'm tired yeah like so many of my friends have been like Oh fucking! What do you mean by right libertarian? I that's what I mean. There's a right and a left with them. So yeah, shut up. A, yeah, right libertarians are like, hey, I love weed, abortions, whatever. But also, I love uh, the Amazon, military. A, the military, <laughs> Amazon. And you know, I think <laughs> yes. Amazon should have a private army. Right, paramilitary right. death squads. Right. Yeah, uh, that's what right wing libertarianism is essentially, uh, and that's why it deserves that distinction. Right, right, right. But yeah, no, I, the civil rights. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief they love uh, MLK though. They, they think do love they're MLK. like this guy gets me. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I think that they both of both movement. I mean, they're the same movement, but both sides were very vitally important in, yeah. in actually passing legislation in the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Right. But yeah, I mean, as you get older uh, and more politically uh, radicalized by algorithms on the internet, uh-huh. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Malcolm X wasn't that bad. Yeah. Right, he uh, for sure wasn't that bad. I might even say uh, I like the guy. Whoa, dude. <laughs> that's a little too far for Whoa. me. Whoa, <laughs> I I feel uh, also like I don't mean to be too radical, but uh, I also uh, had the wrong idea about old Fidel Castro. Right, I right. had been told that he was kind of a like a Joseph Stalin like Hitler type or something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that turned out not to be true. Either. Yeah, uh, certainly a mixed bag. Uh, but I haven't heard that. I, I haven't. To be honest, I haven't done that much Fidel Castro rabbit. Look hole it up. Either. It's pretty hard not to be inspired by early Castro. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like uh, when um, you know uh, Cuba was governed by uh, the dictator Batista, the right wing guy that the CIA approved of. Right. And, right, uh, and right. turned Havana essentially into a Las Vegas that was controlled by the mob. Uh-huh. Um, and also we were using them for, we were doing business during the Batista years with them to get their sugar. And they uh-huh. had like slave labor, essentially not really slave labor. It had to be like under the guise of like freedom. Right. Uh, because we were attached to it, but slave labor. Uh, so, you know, uh, we had this feudal society there, um, that was propped up and kept propped up by the CIA. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and then, uh, in the late fifties, uh, a uh, a guy by the name of Fidel Castro um, and Che Guevara mm-hmm. teamed up, and they led a group of insurgents, basically that uh, they just like recruited people in the the um, wilderness. Basically, they hung out in the I think it was like the forest and the mountains and shit. And they were known as the bearded ones. Oh, really? And they led a revolution uh, where they 
uh, now you would like they would be distinguished terrorists now, right? Right. Uh, but they were a group that was like, no, we're going to use guerrilla tactics and recruit everyone who has been fed up with the government. Oh, really? Uh, yes. And meanwhile, while this was going on, the United States was like, oh fuck, like like our fucking cash cow. This guy, and they were just crossing their fingers. They were like, this guy better not end up being a fucking communist, right? You know. So, uh, and they knew, like, Che Guevara, he already was a communist, too. I, I, everyone knows about him. Like, he, he is this guy who went from country to country uh, leading revolutions. And, yeah. and uh, because he was, he had radical Marxist beliefs. And, right. Uh, he wanted to liberate people in Central America and shit. Wow. Anyway, uh these uh these guys they led a su- successful revolution and overthrew the um the regime of Batista um and then the United States is like oh fuck they were holding their breath they're like what's he gonna do and he started doing like land reform as and soon like, as he oh, yes they're like oh this isn't looking fuck. good so and then he visited the United States and I believe he met with Malcolm X in Harlem. Uh, Fidel Castro? A, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I didn't so, know that. So, yes, before the United States had, like, officially declared, like, sanctions or anything like right. that. Uh, they were, um, Fidel Castro visited New York City, and the hotel that was arranged for him to stay at with his posse uh, tried to, like, price gouge him. Uh-huh. And he said, fuck that. And he was like, I'm, it was like in Manhattan or something. And he was like, fuck that. I'm going to Harlem. I know they'll <laughs> like me over there. And there's all these images of Fidel Castro hanging out in Harlem. Oh, really? Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> it's insane. And yeah, all these black people uh, basically were like, this is, this is a guy who understands our struggles. Right, right. You know? Uh, and so... He was that kind of character, uh, you know, and he's like, he's a tall, like, I don't know if you know that about Castro. He's I didn't like, know that he's tall. like very tall. He's like six foot four or some shit. Jesus. Uh, it, back then he was like a handsome, like rugged guy and he didn't look like other politicians. Right. He was right. in fatigues or whatever. He has this big iconic beard yeah. or whatever. So he was a yeah he was a fucking badass like right. there's it's undeniable Castro in the sixties was cool as fuck <laughs> like undeniable yeah I gotta look up those pictures um, but anyway you know after that came all kinds of fun projects Operation Mongoose uh, where they were trying to get a poison cigar oh, to yeah. Castro uh, all sorts of assassination attempts. Not to mention during the 60s, the CIA was, they had projects going everywhere. In Indonesia, they had a mass murder program, uh, which was uh, outlined in the Jakarta Method by uh, uh, Vincent Bevin, Blevins, I don't know his name. Uh, But yeah, the CIA, do you know about that at all? Well, I know, obviously I know about like certain CIA projects, but not all of them. You should look up Indonesia. It's like... It's it's fucking crazy. Uh, so the things that I remember from that book uh, in the sixties. Well, in, let's go back. Like after uh, World War Two, Indonesia 
Um, I believe it was right after that that they got their independence, like they kicked out the Dutch colonials that, you know, uh, were governing that land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were led by this uh, this very, very popular president uh, named Sukarno. And uh, the problem with Sukarno was, A, he was very popular uh, with the people. Uh, but B, he was also cozy with the Socialist Party oh, Jesus. Uh, in Indonesia, the PKI, um, which we call a Socialist Party because they did, it was a little bit of land reform, you know, uh, they didn't want, because, you know, there were Indonesians that were cozy with the Dutch or whatever that had privilege and fucking, you know, they were way ahead of uh, the lower class of people. Uh, so, you know, um, Sukarno was very popular in that sense, and he was friends with the PKI, uh, and the CIA basically said, we can't have that. Um, so they did secret bombings. They had CIA agents, like, flying in, like, fucking bombing farms and, like, shit like that, uh, during the late 50s. In fact, they, the Indonesians even shot down. A, a, CIA uh, a CIA plane. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, the CIA is doing this secret war in Indonesia to prevent them from having a successful, like, socialist project, basically. And they're like, this cannot go on. Like, Sukarno is, like, doing... They did that all around the world, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, yes. of course. So, in Indonesia... Uh, their strategy like they had they were trying to fuck with him they had a project believe it or not where they were filming or producing a fake pornography uh, with a lookalike of Sukarno (laughs) and they were like their thinking was like if they if their people see that he's like such a womanizer or whatever they won't like him right uh, and it it turned out like they they didn't never like released the oh, the shit. tape or whatever, but they found a lookalike and they did the, the whole porn. thing. Yes, I, as far as I know, that's insane. Um, so yeah, they they had all kinds of like bizarre attempts to to ruin this guy, uh, but meanwhile they were also uh, talking to the Indonesian military, uh-huh. which uh, the military and the PKI, the the leftist pol. Uh, you know, party in that country hated each other. Right. The right. military was right wing. Yeah. So, um, they started, the CIA started bringing over, uh, guys from Indonesia, uh, who were in the military and training them in Kansas. Oh, really? Um, yes. Westernizing them. Uh, and they were able to, through that, like, uh, you know, infiltrating leadership and uh-huh. also just like openly working with the Indonesian military. Uh, they organized a uh, a regime change ultimately, and you know, much more devastatingly, a mass murder program where the CIA turned over a list of like millions of names of PKI members. Jesus, and they they just like they, doxed them. They murdered them. Wow. Um, yeah. It's interesting that they, uh, they just... estimated a, a million people, around a million people. God. Um, it's interesting they chose Kansas to like fucking train right? them. You know? Leavenworth is there, uh, which is like a military thing. Uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff there. I think there's a prison too. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
that's uh, that's all outlined in the the Jakarta method. Um, we've done an hour ten here. This ain't the fucking Joe Rogan experience. Uh, I appreciate you so much for coming by, man. Yeah, uh, dude, it was great. Cool. Uh, let's. Uh, can you plug uh, your shit? Let's. Oh yeah. Get some some cry. My look. My sixty one people this... on Spotify are your sixty one people. Is what is how I see it. I appreciate and it. The, and my YouTube boys. <laughs> oh yeah. The hello boys. What is it? Ninety three plus sixty one. I'm not even yes. good at math, but that's over a hundred. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty good. That's pretty I'll good. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok as Jankum Jones, and then I'm also uh, if you look up Jacob Jonas comedy on YouTube, I'm starting a new project called Free or Dead where I interview people all across the country about their political affiliations, and I do narratives. I have a video coming out. I did the Juggalo Gathering. Uh, that video's out, and then I'm doing uh, uh, my review of the ARC Exhibit and Creation Museum in Boone County, Kentucky. So, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's going to be so sweet. I do feel as if, uh, if I might say, yeah. uh, I do feel as if, like, I was, I, I just... I'm so stoked that you were able to do this podcast because we don't have your kind roll through town <laughs> too much, you know? Yeah. And that's the part of the beauty of it. Like, sometimes I'm going to talk to people that don't uh, have an interest in the same things, and we try to make that part of the dynamic. Like, I think it's kind of fun to yeah. talk to someone uh, and just, like, talk about mk ultra or something right, right, when they're right. trying to talk about cookies yeah whatever you know which yeah. we talk about cookies too we did we talked about ice cream so. yeah all right so uh did, was there any other no that's no? pretty much it support yeah. this man uh, he's, <laughs> he's part of the movement and he's he's part of the the scarby verse now so uh <laughs> it's the scarby i'm trying to make so many things happen <laughs> uh no um but yeah, thank you guys for listening. I, I appreciate you. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Bye bye.